now. Bachelor Nation on the After Reality Podcast Network. We are fresh out of the middle seat, and we're headed for the Jersey Turnpike with some cheap wine. She's Kate Gunderson. I'm Spencer Kitley, and this is After Reality. Welcome back to the Bachelor Nation podcast on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy 4 Reality. Fantasy, the numeral 4 reality.com. We are talking week seven. Yeah, episode seven of the Bachelor Clayton season, and as as I like to call it, Clayton cleans house week, uh, and plenty to talk about. I'm excited about it, Kate. Do you have your seat picked out? Um, uh, m- maybe a middle seat uh, wherever you're ready to go. One of the best all time best comments uh, from someone in their ITM. So I-, I liked that comment, even though you know there's a lot of drama around it. And dare I say? Was this the best episode of the season so far? Oh, that's tough. It's our first hot take. Shana- well, you know, I like the second half of the, the it's season. It's our first Shanaylis episode, right? It is, and it was a juicy one. Yeah, and when you and I had thought we we would have another week before hometowns, right? Uh, which, yeah, I guess if I go break it all down, like this is usually when hometowns happen, but yeah. Um, it, I, w- I was kind of thinking we would go down to six and then down to four, but man, we really got after it this week. He's saving us some time. And, uh, and did you, I don't know if you, if you follow Mike Fleiss on social media at all, the showrunner for the show. And no. he uh, had led, everyone to believe that some big announcement was going to happen during the episode this week. Oh. Uh, and turned out the big announcement was not even the producers know how the show is going to end. Oh, I heard that because it hasn't fil- finished filming. Does that make yeah. sense? Well, I, I think it's because there, there's a, um, a cliffhanger that maybe doesn't end or or like it's gonna conclude on the the, after the final the rose AFR. after the rose i didn't i saw it's it's all most dramatic season but... ever we'll find out i think well i honestly i sort of believe that because of all those cryptic messages we get from people on instagram so first that interview i told you about clayton where he said like yeah, I'm still glad I did the whole process. I learned. And then do you follow Susie on Instagram like everyone else I'm, in the world? I know I follow her on Twitter. I probably follow her on Instagram, but I haven't seen anything. So enlighten me. She Her post was, one thing I'm really good at is knowing that everything's going to be okay. Okay. What does that mean? So that means I know she's, she's going to be the bachelor, bachelorette. I I think so. I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, she's trying to throw us off, or she's going to be the bachelorette, or she got her heart broken. I don't know. We'll find out. But I think there's a lot of juicy uh, breadcrumbs out there for us to follow. I want to know who has the time to run the bachelor data Instagram account <laughs> because 
it's incredible what they what they come up with on there. Isn't it? It's actually their full-time job now. It used to be someone's like side job and I think it's actually someone at least one person's full-time job now. Like how do they monetize? Like how many I don't know, same way yeah, I don't know how they monetize. I mean, they have 115,000 followers, so you can monetize that, but I don't know if that's a full-time job. Well, but maybe I don't know. It's, it's a Maybe it's, is it affiliated with something else? Well, they're also, I think they've been on a bunch of podcasts, so maybe they get paid to do those podcasts. Um, not, paid to get hear... this, not, not paid to get, get to do this one. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, no, I did. I heard them on another podcast and they explained that this is now a full-time job, but maybe, I don't know. They were saying like, in the beginning, it was a side project, and it's no longer a side project. I don't know. I They're don't know where the money comes. Show to stay on the air. They're going to need that to happen. Yeah. Uh, before we dive fully into this, though, I do want to remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod, like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at After Reality Podcast. Also, remind you to subscribe wherever you download your podcast. Maybe is where you are listening now. Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or Stitcher, and don't forget to check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. So. We left off last week kind of in the middle of Sarah's date. Um, and we picked up this week still in the middle of Sarah's date, but kind of at that at the hotel with where yeah. Mara, Mara is the mayor of Poutyville, uh, making a point to talk about Sarah not being ready for marriage. And, and, and then Sarah gets back and she, mm-hmm. she, she's got something to talk about. Because she's in fighting mode, she's not throw, she's not uh, pulling any punches. She's ready to to yell at somebody. And something was brought up, brought to Clayton's attention to tear down our relationship, but it only made us stronger. <laughs> and it's nobody's place to tell Clayton what I am or what I am not ready for. And she's angry, and I don't blame her. Um, like I, as far as we know, Sarah's claim of having treated everyone with kindness and respect is fact. As far as we know, this is true at this point, And I don't blame her either. I mean, she seems super sweet. She seems super nice. She seems genuine. She's, you know, uh, of course, everyone in the show can always say that person's not ready for marriage. Um, it's like, everyone's like 25, um, so I, I just feel like it was it, at this point, knowing what we know, it was a low blow. Now that said later, knowing what we find out, yeah, I would say Mara, you know, seemingly was like the voice of truth and honesty and, and wisdom. So she, I mean, so she's pissed because of the alleged ageism that's happening here. And she's yeah. pissed people are messing with her, her quote, real life and her real feelings. I don't know if we're messing with her real life, but uh, finally, Mara just like straight up is like, yep, that was me. I told him you weren't ready for an engagement. I liked that. And I I love that. Like, that was like the most mature fight ever. <laughs> thoughts, thoughts on who was on the right side of this? Um. Okay. At this point, I thought Sarah was in the right side of it. After we hear that Sarah was sort of like manipulative to the other ladies, I could see why Mara said what she said. Um, Maybe like, it's funny because it's 
Mara should have just said, hey, she's manipulative to the other ladies, but instead she made it about, hey, she's not ready and age and that thing and whatnot. But it seems like Mara overall was just tr- was actually just trying to speak the truth. Yeah. My take is maybe the other women kind of agreed with Mara, what Mara had to say, but also the other women also didn't like Mara either. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah I totally agree with that. Yeah, I, I thought the smiles and the sighs and just the total condescension between the two of them was like eh, fairly alarming. Yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, I agree with you. I think Mara maybe was trying to be like the the mother of the house and protect all the other girls by kind of taking down Sarah. Um, but the way she did it didn't actually make sense, or the other girls didn't want that kind of drama after this whole Sinead thing. They finally just got over drama. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they just wanted a middle seat from Croatia to the Jersey Turnpike with some cheap wine. Um, that's yeah. all they wanted, and uh, that's what we got at the cocktails and roses. Um, Sarah, Rachel, and Teddy already have roses coming to this, so um, there. We were thinking three roses up for grabs at the at the rose ceremony. Turns out there were four. Um, yeah. Serene grabs some one-on-one time. He does that nice like jar of fireflies thing for her, a gesture that really pleases her. Um, as the tribute to her um, deceased cousin. Yeah. And and then Mara and Sarah start. Um, and Sarah's got great one-liners. Like yes, last-ditch effort by a woman that's about to go home. Yeah, Sarah's got good got good game. Sarah's definitely going to paradise. And I, oh, actually, yeah. I I actually don't think Sarah's actually probably all that nasty. I think it's just like she's got her her gloves up and is ready to go. Yeah, and what we learn later like how she was just talking to everyone about how great her relationship was. We've seen that play before. And it she's might 23. just be how Yeah. It, and she might just, it might just be how she feels or she's trying to talk to her friends and she just doesn't realize she's being insensitive in those, in those moments. Yeah. So I don't, I would love to see her in paradise. Getting sloppy with her confidence and cockiness as I believe how Mara put that. Which uh-huh. now, once you hear all the stories later, it makes so much sense what Mara is saying. But in that moment, it, it doesn't actually yeah. make that much sense. Cool. And it makes sense why they went at each other on the roast date. Yeah. Where we're like, oh my gosh, these girls hate each other, but we have no context for it. I I think we had talked about that. I like there must be something going on that they hadn't showed us just because the Shanae drama was like overshadowing it. Um, so yes, Mara's Mara's comments of end up making a lot more sense once you learn a little bit more. Yeah. But my favorite part of the scene was was um when they would show the girls who were listening from the windows, like Rachel and Teddy's reaction faces were just gold. I love overall, I think Rachel has amazing reaction faces in this whole season. So I was here just for that. Yeah. So like four roses up for grabs. We have to believe at that point Susie, Gabby, and Serene are are, are getting three of them. So we it's yeah. really only a question of one, and that goes to Genevieve, Mara and Eliza. We hardly hardly knew her. They go home. Um, I guess Sarah was clairvoyant because Mara's in tears on her way to the turnpike. Uh, that she is. I, you know, I was wondering, do you get to like, if you wanted to, could you extend your stay and just like stay in Vienna? 
or do you have to go home? Some of these reality shows, they actually, when people get voted off or, or booted, send them on a trip to kind of extend their time a little bit. So it's not obvious oh. when they're getting home. I don't know if they oh. do that on uh, here. I know they definitely do that on survivor and some other stuff. Fascinating. I didn't know that. That makes a lot more sense. So people are all kind of getting back home around the same time. And it's not like, mm-hmm. Oh, well I saw you reactivated your Instagram account. Uh, yeah. At week seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. That's smart. Yeah. Um, Vienna, Austria, though, uh, looks so exciting. Looks great. Don't know much about Austria. Looks great, though. My uh, husband raves about it. I've never been. I want to go one day. Set final seven. Um, and here comes the date card. Susie falling in love with you feels like a fairy tale. So Genevieve passed over again for round two with Suze. Um. And after this date, all week, I've been singing Lady in Red. Well, uh, I mean, first of all, the budget, once again, the budget for The Bachelor is so much higher than it was for the last season of The Bachelorette, purely by the fact that they got, I don't know what his name was, but the actual singer, that's the actual actual singer of Lady in Red. Yeah, it helps, like, the budget obviously goes up when they're allowed to travel and this is yeah. the season that they've been allowed to do that. Right. And that guy's but, British. So at least he's like sort of close, but still yeah, that and, thing. And it was like, like Susie, you can have whatever your dress you want while we go shopping as long as it's red. <laughs> Cause we already got this. <laughs> well, <one> that's <laughs> it. Exactly. I wonder what they said to her to ensure that the dress was red because she did try on other colored dresses. Lady in red dancing. So this, this is called traditionally called the pretty woman date in bachelor circles. Yes. Um, all the focus is on her um, shopping at a place called Fisher's. Don't know the place. Um, and then we go to a world renowned Austrian designer, but question for you. They have all of these bags <laughs> that presumably look like they all came from the same store, but n- they're 30 different colors like how many prop bags do we have because those are yes. not all clothing bags i agree i think there's a lot of prop bags um or they went to other stores i guess and she got other other things um i was listening to another podcast a while ago and they were saying the best way to play the pretty women woman date everybody gets super jealous when you go on the pretty woman date which you saw everyone's like super jealous Someone was saying the best way to play it is just give away the clothing. But I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Like, come back to all my girlfriends and be like, you get this dress. I, I got don't think one for you, one for you, yeah. 20 for me. So pretty yeah. woman date. The I, 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 reason I brought up Bachelor Data earlier is because I, I, I went to bed that night going, yeah, I really want to go do some research on how far the pretty woman date people go. Mm-hmm. Turned, oh. out, turned out bachelor data did that for me i didn't have to they've go done everything um so um last season the bachelor matt james's season rachel mm-hmm. oh, oh wait was that the last season i guess yeah rachel was the pretty woman rachel was the pretty oh, woman date. and she wins <gasps> kaylin um was the the last one prior to that they didn't do it in the in-between season she was final three becca on ari season the winner although 
I don't know if we would call her a winner. Um, Becca Tilly on Ben Higgins season final four. Jade on Chris Souls' season of Jade and Tanner fame uh, final three. Wow. Um, Renee, the the single mom on Juan Pablo season final three. Kind of the outlier is Leslie. I believe her name was Leslie Parks uh, on Sean Lowe's season way back in 2013. She did not make it far, but um Chantel the um the um funeral director on mm-hmm. Brad Womack season in 2011 final four um hey how about that the pretty woman date, pretty woman date in 2009 Jason Mesnick season Natalie Getz who Natalie Getz is the one that said I love bears um <laughs> so special place in my heart for for Natalie Getz um, but uh, a final four from Brad Womack's first season. Tessa on Andrew Baldwin's season got the date, was the winner. Mary on Byron Velvet season was the winner. Like, you going it's, all it's all, good data going You're all right. the way back. Like, I mean, if you get this date, it's, I mean, it's set. Usually the date happens later in the season or earlier in the season. I should earlier say. in the season. This so, is the like, latest I've ever here seen. We are at like. Well, obviously she's in the final four because it's the final four. Um, yeah. But good on her. Uh, really like Susie. I'm all production in- really likes Susie too. I'm I'm oh production loves Susie. Yeah. Like how do we? Which I'm almost rooting for Susie not to win because I'm rooting for Susie to be the Bachelorette. Well, for five hundred percent, and also. I think I've mentioned this before, but my theory is they always make the Bachelorette like the hypothetically the person that has the most followers. And Susie has officially passed Genevieve with the most rising, followers. Rising. Yeah. And but keep in mind, Genevieve started higher than everyone else because she has some sort of bikini uh insta influencing that she does. Yep. And so she Susie, yeah, Susie has passed Genevieve. So if Sarah's not the winner, she is 500% the next Bachelorette. Great stats on kisses by episode on the on Bachelor data as well. I can't believe you didn't know about this until I told you. I did know about it. I just wasn't okay. that deep into it. Um, yeah. And now you're there. <laughs> no one has gotten a kiss on every episode. Fascinating. Rachel, Rachel has missed on two. Sarah's missed on two. Serene and Susie have missed on two. Yeah. Shanae Fascinating. Was, Shanae was on a heater until she went home. Although, she but there can't. is a tie. The yeah, Rachel, Sarah, Serene, and Susie were all tied. He actually hasn't kissed Gabby that much. Interestingly enough, I think Gabby's a pretender, not a contender. But we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> let's let's finish out Susie. Um, I'm she's kind of like Barbie at this point. Um, and, mm-hmm. She comes out straight up, says, like, today was so cool, so foreign. I would never let anybody do all this stuff for me. Kind of like I've come from a humble home, I struggle to accept a lot of things. Um, she's going to hometowns. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Susie's great. Um, I I kind of almost feel like he's screwing up if he doesn't choose her or Rachel. Um, we got to talk about Rachel. We'll talk about Rachel in a second, yeah, just because I feel like she's getting passed over. Lady in red. Um, the 
my favorite part of the lady in red thing was at the end of the song where Christopher <laughs> whispers, I love you. You know, I had to go back because I thought I was like, did one of them just say that? I think, I think <laughs> that's part of the end of the song. Um, super <laughs> awkward though. Yeah, it was like awkward enough that it's a single artist singing to two people, which something tells me he's probably done this a lot. Um, that's true yeah, like for engagement and stuff like that weddings your entire career yeah 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 that's true he it seems like he's a one-hit wonder uh, we say that he he may have done, written some other great songs um but we just don't maybe he wrote them for someone else uh, i'll look it up group date sarah teddy yes. genevieve rachel and gabby everyone not named serene is on this date um and it's that time of the season when people like Genevieve start squirming and getting anxious. And what better time to have our second therapy date of the of the season? A, a psychoanalyst, apparently, um, Austria, home of psychoanalysis, or at least home of Freud. I uh, guess it was Freud, right? Freud. It was Freud, yeah. and I just feel bad for Clayton. This is a lot of therapy. Yeah. In a, in one um, short amount of time for one guy. Yeah, I mean, our deepest layers of fears and more from our subconscious minds. This sounds like hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the perfect moment to know um, all these things. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to watch this. Uh, five one-on-one sessions. Gabby goes, I don't really remember much about hers. But then Genevieve, I have nothing to share or say. <laughs> what happened to Genevieve I, in her life that she is so guarded? Like, did she have a traumatic experience in her life? I just can't understand how you could, like, or maybe you just freeze up or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, it is the definition of walls up. Right? Well, I've never seen it that bad. Like he goes to sit down and talk to her. She says, I'm not there yet. And he's like, ah, well, thanks for being here. Um, can I walk you out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the most grace- graceful and exit I've ever seen. Yeah. I, just really confusing. I, it, it was must have been like, all right, this is getting to where it needs. It's probably going to be real. And I don't really like this guy. So I need to get out of here. Yeah, go back. I to, so go too. back to I, my my uh, spawn con on my Instagram. Yeah, she's surefire paradise. She's got paradise written all over her. Um, just totally. Speaking totally of paradise, and speaking of paradise and diagnoses, did you see the Demi thing that came out today? It wasn't today. It was a few oh, days ago. You're a little okay. behind. Um, but uh, yeah, I did. Sick. She, yeah. she, yeah, exactly. She, um. Yeah, she diagnosed as autistic and she's really like explaining what I had to go and Google and like be like, am I autistic? Because like Demi seems, you know, like how did Demi think she was autistic? Where did this start? I mean, like, I I don't know enough about autism at all. Demi's Demi's a strange bird to begin with. Um, You're right. um, Big news though, but it seems that- We always talked about her in terms of like, Hey, like she's covering up some deep-seated like insecurities by her behavior on the yeah. show, um, and and maybe this 
helps kind of bring bring things to light and maybe uh, explains some things a, a little bit more clearly around her. Um, but I'll I'll put that back over in my medical degrees that I don't have category, um, along with yep. the psychoanalysis that we're still talking about. <laughs> um, it's obvious that Clayton and Rachel are really open with each other. They're solid. Um, but They're solid, but I want to say, I have a bone to pick with Clayton. Why didn't Rachel get a second one-on-one? Why did Susie and Serene? Because I would have ranked Rachel above them. Maybe he's more certain about Rachel. I don't know. That was the only thing I could come up with. But then I was like, but even if I was in that position and I was like most certain about one guy, I, I would still want to see him. You know what I mean? Like I'd still want to see him more than I'm seeing yeah. other people. Cause you're like supposed to get engaged soon. So I don't know. I have a huge they were probably like, well, Clayton, it looks like you really like Rachel and you gave her three roses in a row. So you can't take her on another date. Maybe they told her. There, like, there's all this actually. talk like about when on Colton season where Colton like figured out that like when they would have him do his stack ranking of people. That oh, were, I remember that. that he started lying to them and telling me like Hannah G the best, even though it was Cassie because he wanted to get to do what he wanted to do with Cassie and not. Uh, that is 500% what what's happening. Yeah. I, They're I like, Oh, you want to go with, exactly. you, Oh, you shown us. You really like Rachel too bad. You can't see, go see her. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're going to make some good. Okay, that's what's happening. You're making me feel a lot better. Yeah. Um, Sarah goes into therapy and it's like, I love therapy. Love, love, love therapy. It's a big part of my life. Should we be alarmed that at 23 <laughs> years old, therapy is such a massive part of Sarah's life? Yes. I mean, maybe she, I think she's the one that's adopted. So maybe she like was oh, you know, true. suggested to go into it young. But I also think, but also it seemed like she was like in an interview, like trying to impress the therapist instead of like take it more seriously it was the it was pretty odd turns out there's a word for that performative <laughs> <laughs> um it like the other girls are discussing whether sarah is oblivious to the fact that she's oversharing making them uncomfortable um they they think like she's a bit malicious not entirely malicious more of like yeah. a like not self-aware is kind of how I read that. I didn't read it as they didn't like her. They just wanted her to be a little more considerate of others. Yeah. That's how I read it too. All right. um, But I think that's like maybe her age showing through, you know what I mean? Do you think she she was trying to be manipulative and plant seeds of doubt? I mean, I think she was being a 23 year old. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of who you are when you're 23 and you're, like, trying to prove that you're a certain person or a certain thing. And you're, like, you know, you, you there's certain, you know, a lot of 23-year-olds would talk themselves up that way or make themselves feel better that way. Like, I think this is just kind of just a 23-year-old who, like, doesn't realize that her, you know, her words are impacting other people's emotions because she's, like, self, probably just self-centered. When that lady came up and was, like, Clayton, one of these women here is performative in a group setting. That was the best. Like, is that a like a confidentiality like um violation? <laughs> to like a violation. Like, yes, one of these people is a liar. Big fat liar. And and then Colton Clayton's like, okay, let's go. 
I was like, really, I was like, I wasn't really sure like what the thing like, or even who it was at that point. I didn't know. I mean, I was like, it's not Rachel. It's not. Well, that, that's like, yeah, he, I didn't know. He pulls Rachel aside. Nighttime is the right time, and he's like, "Hey, like, I know it's not you. <laughs> Tell me what you think." Which I is, know, and then Rachel starts the, crying. It's one of the few times that we've seen a lead pull like their leading lady mm-hmm. and utilize them for like the friend zone information that they usually get that's, out of like people like Jennifer. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, he didn't. He doesn't. Maybe he doesn't have a friend zone person. He's like, I trust you the most because you're the one, um, yeah. and I'm gonna need to know. At least you're the one until I sleep with multiple people here, and then you're gonna have some second thoughts about this. Or maybe it's also, and this is how I feel. Like I feel like I know Rachel the best out of everyone, and maybe he, he also feels that way too. Like if you think about it, like it's because she she's so good at whisper, but like she's revealed the most. She's been very vulnerable. Like, whereas like Gabby's been vulnerable, but it's, I don't think it's been like vulnerable about him. I think Gabby just needs to just go to therapy about her mother kind of thing. Whereas like Rachel's been vulnerable as it relates to him. Rachel comes right into our hearts with those whispers. We feel like we really know her. I do. I love Rachel. The quieter she speaks, the more we listen. Exactly. If we're, if we're loud making noise, we can't hear what she has to say. No. Um, Gabby also confirms Sarah's confidence is hurting the feeling of the other women. Teddy mm-hmm. says it wasn't until Croatia. Uh, oh, that like that she was yeah. kind of like so effective, uh, so affected by Sarah, and mm-hmm. like, that's pretty damning when three people confirm this and it's not anyone that has a bad bone in their body. Yeah. Finally, he just confronts her and like was like, "Hey, like." you've been totally thrown under the bus uh, and this is what's going on. And basically it's like um, being shamed for like having a good relationship. And I don't know. It just started falling apart. And then she fake cried and couldn't cry. uh, Couldn't produce tears. As I'm watching that, I turned to my husband. I'm like, she's fake crying. Like no way. And then She's no Shanae. No, but thank exactly no Shanae. She does not get an Emmy for me. Um, Emmy, a Golden Globe, an Oscar, a Tony, whatever you will give me. A crappy- how savage? Yeah, how savage was it when Clayton was like, "You're fake crying." That was the most savage thing I've ever seen. That's what we expect from him, though. He has no bedside manner. <laughs> he has no. You're right. He has no bedside. I thought that was. Amazing. I feel like you're trying to fake cry. Um, and Her face I'm sorry, I just don't. I'm sorry, I just don't believe you. And I think we're done here. <laughs> that was like, first of all, quickest, probably one of the quickest fall fall from grace I've ever seen. Yeah, like half an episode. She was in my top four for like ever. Yeah, yeah. I was. And, um, I was astounded that this happened. Me too, but I I actually, it made me, I think it made me respect Clayton more. Although once again, like Clayton seems very swayed by gossip. Um, but I, this gossip was like truthful or real this time. So it, it felt a little bit better, but that was, that was pretty savage. Yeah. 
How do you think Mara's feeling about this? Oh, Mara's, Mara's like partying all night. Do <laughs> you think they had middle seats on consecutive rows on the way home? Yeah, exactly. They were seated next to each other. We got you guys some great seats. Um, they're right next to the lavatory in the rear of the plane. And uh, we think you guys will really enjoy being there together. Um, group date rows goes mm-hmm. to no one because there was the, he didn't want to hand one out. I'm like, he couldn't have. I'm like, you know, we know Rachel's going to hometowns. Give her a freaking rose. But then he couldn't have because it would have just ended the episode. Because then Teddy would have found out she wasn't going home in like the most like <laughs> undramatic way. Green comes back with a, a rose and she's like, oh, well, cool. Um, Four roses have been handed out. Guess I'm not getting one. Right. That's what I mean. She would have just been like sitting in the apartment and then like gone home. So he, he wasn't able to. Yeah. Um, but so I mentioned Serene got that the last one-on-one, um, we finally got to have interaction with old people dancing in the square, which has become quite the trope. Yes. Oh, is, does that one get points in, in the fantasy for reality? No, it doesn't, <laughs> but maybe it should like interacting with older folks about their relationship. Although we didn't have that. We just had dancing. Yeah. But got the rose claim the second hometown. Actually, I guess Susie didn't didn't have a. Oh, Susie and Serene had roses here, but Gabby did not. Right. Yeah. Gabby and Rachel. Um, yeah. But it was a super fast one on one day. It was just like pretty much nothing happened. Um, and but she said she was falling in love. That did happen. Yes. And what I will point out is, I think in Clayton's mind, only Susie and Serene have said they're falling in love. But I think Rachel said it without saying it. But I don't think he's counting that. Maybe she said it really quietly. But that's what I mean. I'm worried. You know, I, Rachel's minute, I'm no, Rachel's number one fangirl. I want her winning. And I think she's going to fall behind if she doesn't say it soon. She's got to really say it, like, out loud. Yeah, oh, that's That's what... That's what hometowns are all, are, are all about. You you meet yes. you meet the family, and then you go sit on the the sit out bench out in front, and and you then you gush your feelings, and it all happens right there on the awkward walk you out bench in front of the house. Uh, yeah. I'm curious if we do go to Florida and Virginia Beach and Oklahoma and wherever wherever Gabby's from. Um, or if the it kind of looked like they were all very disparate looks, so I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping we are coming back to the states for that, like a traditional traditional bachelor yeah. season. I agree. Oh, and uh, we actually completed a, a rose ceremony and a full episode this week. Um, I was shocked; didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, my money was on Ted on on Teddy going home just because we just don't know that much about her. And and that's what happened. Rachel and Gabby got roses. Mm-hmm. We said goodbye to Teddy. I think mm-hmm. Teddy could could have a decent run on Paradise as well. Yeah, for sure. And they are really producing some good coming ups. Ugh, I live for the coming ups. Bungee it's jumping like next for. week. Which are we bungee jumping on hometowns? That's crazy. She's bungee jumping at her hometown once again. Adrenaline date. So they're trying to make that happen. I, I can't remember who it was. Serene. 
Is it serene? Ooh, yeah. Jumping in Oklahoma. I don't think that I would bungee nice jump. I've skydived twice. I don't think I would bungee jump. My wife did the scary. bungee jump in New Zealand. It's like the highest. The big one. The That's world. the one I turned down. Yeah. And, and like you free fall twice. No, thanks. Queens. I'm good. Um, Gabby's dad next week telling Clayton, like, you better be good to her, boy. <laughs> uh, Rachel's dad asking, like, what he is going to do to not hurt her. And I, I can't wait to see Clayton's reactions because Clayton is just like, he reacts to everything. He, there's no poker face at all. I'm super excited for all the dad action. I feel like there was another season where all the dads were super aggressive like that. Maybe it was Colton season. Actually. I remember like Tasha's dad being intimidating. Um, I'm really excited for the dads. They're always when the best. Cassie's dad w- w- definitely was. That's what, yeah. That's what I mean. I think it was Colton season where like all the dads were just like, not to use the word again, but savage. Yeah. Our, yeah. our, our I feel like Ari's maybe were too mm-hmm. with, cause well, that would have included Becca. I don't remember. Um, I'd be lying if I did, but there, there are certain hometowns that live in infamy. One of my favorites is Nick Viall season and Vanessa's, um, like little cousin who we, Will and I like to refer to him as he looks like Willow, um, from Disney fame and with his little gold chains. But anyhow, um, he's just one guy. Of course, there's the, the famed Jojo's mom chugging wine out of the bottle, um, um, Kate, you're right. It's going to end somewhere wintry. Told you. Uh, I can't wait to hear Clayton's parents talking to him because I laughed out loud when his dad said, well, boy, you screwed the pooch in my opinion. (laughs) I, I I agree. Uh, This seems like it's going to be dramatic. And and maybe this, like, I'm really convinced that like we're going to AFR not knowing what happened. Like maybe no engagement at all. Maybe a let's keep talking and maybe we'll get engaged in a few months kind of thing. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be wonky, whatever happens. I think so too. I think it's not going to be traditional. I don't, I don't, I'm not that creative. I can't figure out what I, what it might be, but what I will say is, um, you know how you've seen, you see the the clip where he's like, basically, I was intimate with all three of you. And I was like, well, and then they all get upset about it or something like that. And and I'm like, but aren't they all, all intimate, you after, know? After next week's episode, presumably, we'll get to see the three people, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's Gabby, Rachel. Edit. It's got to be Gabby, Rachel, and Susie. Like, it has yeah, to I'm, be. I'm, I'm with you. I think Serene goes home this week. Yeah. Like, the final two people should be Rachel and Susie, in my opinion. That's those are my um, picks to be that should be the final two. I don't know that they will be. Seem to be a lot of like people that are convinced Gabby's in it. Just don't know. I don't know, but what I was gonna say about the the intimate comment, I then did some research and actually most of the time the leads aren't intimate with all three people. They're normally intimate with only one or two of the people. So apparently it is dramatic if he did it, he, if he was intimate with all three. Couldn't, couldn't help himself. 
<laughs> exactly. I, I wonder where they are um, for my guess. Two sweets. Well, actually, I was going to say his hometown because he's like from somewhere in the Midwest and it'd be cold there, but he sees his parents. It looks warm, I think. Well, the, the when you see your parents, they come to where you are. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe somewhere in the Nordic country. <gasps> oh, wait. Yeah, sorry. I already, I already figured it out. I forgot I figured this out. Oh, it's Iceland. Oh, Iceland. So because you see the waterfalls... And they have to be like hot spring waterfalls for them to like be going in them. And I think it's Iceland that has the hot spring waterfalls. Oh, I'm interested. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, don't, I mean, hold, I was going to say, don't hold me to it, but hold me to it. What's, what's the worst that happens? I'm, I'm sure this could be found out online. I don't want to go look because you'll end up yeah. finding something else out that you don't want to know. Um, Quick look at Fantasy for Reality. Fantasy, the numeral for reality.com. It's where we play our fantasy games. Um, be a new one launching soon for Survivor. So check that out. Um, you forged ahead this week, Kate. Holy shirts and pants. Holy shirts and pants. There I am making my mark. Yeah. 1,800 to 1,660. Um, You're going down. You got big points out of out of everyone this week sarah Susie, serene and gabby um i i only had rachel and genevieve you get it's big points when someone gets sent home before the episode's over so genevieve and oh. and uh uh sarah both got those this week wow look at me i only I, have, it's, I, I, I I only have rachel left um, oh, so I'm going to need going to need something big from Rachel or something explosive to happen on the women tell all <laughs> right <laughs> in exactly. order to oh is that what's next week I believe it's in two weeks I, okay. I think we go hometowns there's been some like hangover of hometowns I think into the women tell all and men tell all um, recently They've been doing it a little bit differently where that shows not the full two hours. They 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 put oh, right. the episode into it. And it's my least favorite episode. Yeah, and I think that's why they started doing it. So they give you some actual new content to go along with eh, yeah. an hour and a half so, of, of tell all. Yeah. So normally we end these episodes with like your final four. What do you how do you end now that we have the final four? Uh, well, I, I I did it. I I went with my final two. I I, I felt like oh okay. Um, I'm compelled to go with Susie and Rachel. Um, that's who's your final one. It's been Rachel all season, so I'm going to stick with her. I, I how about you? I think I'm exactly the same. I think I'm very much ditto, like Susie and Rachel. Rachel, quote unquote, wins or gets the furthest or whatever is going to happen. Susie's the next bachelorette. I wish we knew. I wish we got. A, we knew a little bit more about Susie's like personality. Like that's the one thing we're lacking. She seems silly, and well, she's self-proclaimed silly, goofy, but also a pageant girl. You can go. She has some good Instagram content. Okay. Like she's like self-deprecating in all her Instagram content or her TikTok. I I I catch her on TikTok sometimes. 
Suze. Hey, Suze. Um, yeah, I I hope she's like. I can't imagine them choosing anyone else to be a bachelorette unless they no, go outside, unless they go yeah. outside the franchise or unless she's Kay- too loved. Yeah. Unless there's not even a recycle person. Like you could come up with a scenario if, if Caitlin Bristow is not in a relationship that she's the bachelorette again, but no one else would I ever be interested in. Yeah, I agree. She's got some good Instagram content. All right. I'll go, I'll go check out Sue's along, along with my, my check-in and on Kate, Kate Gallivan to see how she's doing. <laughs> Wouldn't be a podcast unless I uh, gave her a shout out. Looks like uh, she was hanging out with um, Elizabeth, Jill and Marlena recently on her Instagram. Oh, I didn't see that. I'll have to go check that out. So maybe, maybe they're good pals. Yeah. I like Kate. Everyone likes Kate. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm excited for the rest of the season. This is this is the good stuff. Yeah, I I'm particularly looking forward to this coming week uh, to see what kind of fireworks we might be able to set off on these hometown dates. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens from there. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, I I guess my final thought is I love Rachel. If, if I have one final thought, um, and I'm, I'm really excited. She's got to say, I love you. That's that's I'm going to put money on that in the next episode. She says it. I think she will too. Um, she, she's, she's going to sense her moment, seize the moment and rubber stamp that thing. And then the next thing we know, she'll be crying on a staircase somewhere face down, um, which is too bad. Anyhow, mm-hmm. Before we do go, I want to remind you to follow us on Twitter at After Reality Pod, like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at After Reality Podcast. Minor subscribe wherever you are listening now, download, do all the things all over the place. Um, don't forget to check out our website, afterrealitypodcast.com. Uh, Fantasy for Reality. Um, that's, the, that's the handle on both Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on the Twitter at Spencer Kitley. Although it's not super active. Um, and yeah, well, we talked about Natalie Getz earlier, so we'll give her her due. Until next time, we remind you, we like bears and Mexican food right here on After Reality. <laughs>